Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Of all the sounds you'll hear this summer... This might be your new favorite. They're blending up the new chocolate chip iced cap at Tim Hortons. Real chocolate chips blended into an iced cap for a sweet summer treat. It's Tim Hortons' frozen take on a cappuccino. And it just might be the best sound of summer. Hurry into Tim Hortons for the new chocolate chip iced cap. Limited time at participating restaurants. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the NBA Podcast. I'm Brian Taporic, and today we were not expecting to record, but... The Utah Jazz have traded for Mike Conley, so we're going to break the deal down for both sides, and then we're going to touch on some drama in Houston with Chris Paul and James Harden, and we're going to revisit the Al Horford opt-out because it looks like you really hate to see it, but he's going to leave Boston. Before we get into all of that, a reminder that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. In our bio, you can find our Twitter handles, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes and wherever else podcasts are hosted. Uh, On iTunes, please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. It would really help us out. And we're now being hosted on Spreaker, so check them out on Twitter, at Spreaker. Joining me today, as always, is my very stable genius of a co-host, Morton Jensen. How's it going, Mort? This summer is not going to let us breathe, right? You know, I I stayed up till 3.30 last night to write Mm. about the Al Horford thing, because it broke last night. So I slept in this morning, and I was like, all right, cool, I'll wake up, I'll go to the gym, I'll just have a late start to the day. I wake up, check my phone, Shams had just tweeted, there goes my day. So, no, mm-hmm. no no reprieve for us this summer. I think it should be, like, legal to just take time off of work during NBA offseason and still be paid. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's like parental leave, but just, like, from exactly. June 15th until july 15th we just all get a month off i agree that, I, I would love that i think we should implement that in every contract like if you just check the box are you an nba fan yes right, right. all right here yeah. we go yeah uh all right so let's get right into it Mort. sham sharania of the athletic tweets wednesday that the utah jazz have agreed to acquire mike conley from the memphis grizzlies they had been in discussions at the trade deadline, and nothing ever came through. It's uh, I think reports at the time said Dante Exum was the holdup there. Shams on Monday tweeted, or actually reported that you know the, the Grizzlies were revisiting draft or trade discussions ahead of the draft with Conley. Mm-hmm. We talked about it with Sam Vecini yesterday on our draft pod, so you can listen to more on that. Um, he said the Jazz were the front runner at the time. Boom, lo and behold. The Jazz have traded Grayson Allen, Kyle Korver, Jay Crowder, this year's number 23 overall pick, and one future protected first-round pick to Memphis for Conley. The pick protections are slightly complicated, so I'm going to lay them out as clearly as I can. In 2020, if the pick is between 8 and 14, it goes to Memphis and not it stays in Utah. In 2021, if it hasn't conveyed, it's the same deal. If it's between 8 and 14, goes to Memphis. Otherwise, stays in Utah, and the, the pick rolls over. After that, it, it becomes just like a normal pick protection type deal where 2022, which we're assuming at the moment is going to be the so-called double draft, where you know they remove the one-and-done rule. That year, the pick is top six protected, so it'll go to Memphis if it's seven or later. 2023 it's top three protected 2024 it's number one protected 2025 if it hasn't conveyed by then it converts to two seconds but realistically the latest it's going to convey is most likely 2022 uh, yeah with with all of that said <laughs> where, how let's let's talk about it from utah's perspective first since they're getting the best player in this trade yeah um, where does it put utah right now knowing that Golden State 
has the injury issues. We'll talk about Houston in a little bit, but it seems like there's some internal conflict going on. Where does this trade put Utah in the hierarchy of Western Conference contenders? <laughs> well, that's unfair. The summer has just started. Um, <clears throat> significantly higher, obviously, because now you have a point guard who can actually score the basketball at a higher rate. And and that's not like grabbing on, on Rico Rubio, who's actually, he, he got better as a three-point shooter in Utah, mm-hmm. but he's never a guy who can consistently create his own shot. Yeah, And Conley is, and Conley is also the type of guy, much like Rubio, who can create shots for others and set people up. Mm-hmm. So there's this double threat of him, which is just going to make a Donovan Mitchell and maybe Rudy Gobert that's, that much more uh, dangerous offensively. Like the Jazz actually have another offensive component now in Conley that they just didn't have before. And we just saw how much they struggled at times getting into that offense. And now they have a guy who can really initiate. You can allow Donovan Mitchell to play a little bit less on the ball, which I think he'll really benefit greatly from. I, I'm just freeing him up, running off screens, and being able to take possessions off, honestly, while not having to create everything. That's a huge get. I mean, I, I can't sit here and say, oh, they're going to be the fourth seed or <laughs> you know the second seed or right. whatever. But I will say as much. Assuming that they're healthy... And if they somehow find a way to get a stretch four this mm. summer as well, then sky's the limit. That they could go really, really far. I wouldn't be shocked at all to see them make, you know, a run for like the conference finals or depending on, you know, in what type of shape other teams are, like maybe even a finals run, depending on who how they round out the roster. Yeah. I totally agree. I, I think I'm hoping that most people listening to this podcast I'm assuming they are, are pretty hardcore NBA fans. So I think most people who play close attention to the NBA know that Mike Conley is really effing good. Yeah. Just like just because he has never made an all-star game doesn't mean he's not an all-star caliber player. He just happens to play in the West where, unfortunately, he's competing with the likes of Stephen Curry and Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul. So he's just never had the all-star nod that he frankly deserves. He's that. Oh, he'll he'll get it this uh, this upcoming season, I think. He's yeah. going to be unleashed in, well, in Utah. Right? Lord, Lord knows, Chris Paul's not going to get it, <laughs> right? And then and you have if you you look at the guards, like Clay has to be out yeah, as well. That's true. That's true. Yeah, there yeah. there should be a little more room. I mean, KD too. That's I know he's not KD's a guard, but that's one wild card spot that opens up. Right, if you have a wing who can, you know, be used both as guard or forward, depends on how people slot him in. Like maybe mm-hmm. he moves up, and that's another guard uh, slot open up for for Conley. True, I, True. I wouldn't hate it. I think yeah. he deserves it at this point. Like maybe Adam Silver should just pull like a Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowinski <laughs> with him. Right, just like let's get this over with. This this narrative is old. Just get him well, in there. Goran Dragic got it two years ago. He picked, yeah, you know, is the yeah. injury replacement. I forget. <laughs> Everyone on the the eastern side got knocked out at that point, but it was between Dragic and Ben Simmons, and then it was just the honorary. Yeah, Dragic has been close enough to an All Star for long enough. Ben Simmons <laughs> is gonna be fine. He'll get one eventually. Let's let's give it to Dragic. So, yeah, would not surprise me at all if Mike Conley is an All Star. He's coming off a season where he just averaged a career high twenty one point one points. He's a career thirty seven point five percent shooter from deep. He's just a, a capable creator, which is what the Jazz have lacked. I mean, we, we talked about this, especially in the by Felicia, but also in the playoffs. It was just the Donovan Mitchell show in Utah, and not because Donovan Mitchell is an inher- inherently selfish player or anything like that. They just didn't have anyone else who could create. Joe Ingles, sort of. Ricky Rubio, sort of. But you know, Rudy Gobert is not going to break guys off the dribble. He's very much dependent on backcourt players feeding him close to the rim well he will need to be able to break the guys off the triple if he's going to earn 60 million (laughs) in one season you mean yeah in one season yeah right right yeah um no i mean i I love this deal for the jazz i think as you said it would not surprise me at all if it's a denver utah conference finals this this upcoming season i just oh polar opposites yeah, I mean, I just think it raises their ceiling 
that much more to as you said i mean they have to be healthy conley has had some injury issues you know knock on wood he played 70 games last year it was really just the 2017-18 season where he got significantly knocked out with the heel injury he's still only 31 he i mean he feels like an old 31 and he turns 32 in mid-october but he's not ancient um <laughs> I'm trying to say something nice. What can I come up with? He's not ancient. <laughs> As a fellow 31-year-old, I feel empowered to say we are still able-bodied. I might not be an NBA athlete, but I can still run a few miles every day. Um, I just, I mean, I, I really do think this is such a, a ceiling raiser for the Jazz, just having that second guy next to Mitchell. And Conley and Mitchell are going to be an incredible backcourt. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, if you look at it defensively as well, right. Mitchell, I mean, I, I get that he's being labeled as a bad defender. I always thought that was wrong because he was a great defender at Louisville, yeah. then came into the NBA and was asked to basically take 20 shots a game. Mm-hmm. You as, as a young kid coming into the NBA and over your first two seasons being asked to be like the, the primary offensive initiator, creator, scorer, whatever, how the hell are you going to have the energy to become a wildly successful defensive player at the same time? That right. doesn't happen. Right. He's a lot better than people make him out to be. Mm-hmm. And you know now he's also got a very strong defensive backcourt mate who can actually teach him a little, you know, a few things here and there. Hey, maybe that positioning over there is better. Maybe, you know, look at that guy the way he dribbles that way. Maybe shut him out there. Yada yada yada. I mean, this is I love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I do think the fact that both of these guys can play on or off the ball and as you said, they're both I think Mitchell we're going to see his best defensive season yet. Conley has always been great on that end. I mean, geez, I I just I don't see how the Jazz, especially as you said, if they get a stretch four somehow, whether it's you know they could waive Derek Favors, he's owed sixteen point nine million, totally non guaranteed, I believe, until July sixth. So they have the moratorium to negotiate with other guys. Um, they could trade him. They could, you know, maybe they. I guess they don't have a draft pick now. Maybe they got a guy in the second round. They have options. Yeah. I, I just, I love it. I love it so much. And it makes me happy because I feel like you, you know, you even prior to the draft were a Donovan Mitchell stan. I grew to not like him as much with the whole stupid rookie of the year debate. I thought it was petty and annoying, but now I'm excited to start rooting for him and the Jazz again. You're such a homer. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so dumb. Get over it, man. You're not as good. You weren't as good. Deal with it. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. And now, an ad from Dad. All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Uh, Let's take this from the Memphis side now, Moy. Yeah. So Memphis gets really, I mean, Grayson Allen is a young, he was a 22nd pick last year, 23rd pick, somewhere around there. Young guy, still on his rookie deal for a couple more years. Kyle Korver, I don't think factors into the equation all that much. I, you know, I've, I've seen some speculation saying he's already going to LA. Like Memphis is going to wave him and sit, call it a day, maybe. But I would at least shop him around and see what I could get for him. I feel like maybe you even even if you just get a second, it's better than just eating that seven point five million in salary. Agreed. Um, Jay Crowder is a 
good player, not a needle mover necessarily. Same deal with the number 23 pick. I think the real prize for Memphis is the protected future first. And I really, really like how they set up those protections. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the fact that realistically, unless the Jazz have major injury issues, they're going to be a playoff team in the next two seasons. So that means the pick will not convey until 2022. As we said earlier, that is expected to be the the so-called double draft year where the NBA gets rid of the one and done rule and kids can come in from high school and the, you know, the top prospects will be coming in from college. So in theory, that year we'll have twice as many top, top prospects. Yeah. Um, so even if that jazz pick is in the twenties, you know, maybe that's, equivalent to a pick in the high teens in a normal year correct and i think i think the real appeal of it is from the memphis side i think you not only do you want it to convey in 2022 because of the double draft aspect but you have jaron jackson who that year will be his fourth nba season so he'll either be a restricted free agent or you will have just agreed to an extension with him that kicks in john morant that summer will become eligible for an extension and you know, or whoever they pick number two, but they're very clearly picking John Morant if they just yeah. traded their point guard. Yeah. Oh, um, could they be choo- choosing R.J. Barrett or Segu <laughs> Dumpoya? Like, right. no, no, let's, no, let's no. just yeah, Jimmer. let's stop beating around the bush. It's Jaw, right. and you know, have you have you seen like did you see the reactions on Twitter with people going, oh, now that really frees them up to take Morant. They would have chosen Morant anyway. Like, <laughs> right. Let's not right. let's not sit here and act like they wouldn't have taken Morant, even if you know Conley would have been on the roster for the trade deadline. So, like, yes, yeah, the, the writing was very much on the wall the entire that we said that the night of the draft was or the of the lottery was. Yeah. Oh, okay, they got the number two pick. They're taking John Morant. They're going to trade Mike Conley. It was of course, yeah. of course, only makes sense. But, I mean, so in 2022, that will be after his third season. So right. he will become eligible for an extension that summer. They'll kick in the following year. Getting cost-controlled talent on a rookie contract when you're, you know, hopefully your two big stars, like knock on wood, Jaron Jackson Jr. And, and John Morant will turn into the next Gasol and Conley from Memphis's perspective. Hopefully better. I like, I mean, I love Conley and Gasol, but like the hope for Memphis, obviously, with those two is a better scenario than that. Right. But, I mean, you know, you know what I mean? Like, franchise big, franchise point guard. Right, 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 right. Guys you keep around for a long time. So, hopefully, yeah. those guys are, you know, really good and merit getting an extension. No, like, Markel Fultz situation happening with either one. <laughs> getting the 2022 pick, you'll have him locked up cheap four-year rookie deal again hopefully a top tier you know regardless of whether or where the pick lands hopefully you're getting a top tier talent that typically wouldn't otherwise be there i i really think i was not crazy about this trade until i heard about the pick protections from memphis's side and now that warmed me on it i would agree i mean because the first tweet that was out that came out was i believe shams Mm-hmm. And that was without the pick, right? I I think it just said a future first round pick, but it didn't have the details on the protections. Right. Well, both he and Voach were on top of it immediately, and right. I, I I just turned on my phone, and then you know there were fifteen different tweets. So I, I just what I remember seeing was one of those tweets, not including the the additional draft pick, where it was, mm-hmm. you know, Kyle Crowder. Um, Who's the third one? Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen. And then number 23. Mm-hmm. And that was it, which, eh, you know, I mean, I get it, but it wouldn't have been great. Right. And I, I really like it now with the additional pick. Yep. Because at 23 as well, I get that this is a weak draft, but at 23, you're so low that you can actually afford to swing for the fences. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can, like, identify someone who's superbly athletic and you know is really really young and you can go you know what doesn't really matter we have we got this extra pick it's a 24th pick in the draft yeah it's a first rounder but we aren't he's only guaranteed for two years like let's swing let's just swing for it see what happens 
And then maybe you get a guy who in two or three years you know, puts it all together and is a physical marble that, that can actually play basketball. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, kind of like their positioning. We, we talked with Sam yesterday. Maybe that's a bull-bull type situation where oh. you take the gamble and just hope it works out. Maybe you go for a Jonte Porter or something like that where – you know, he's got the history of ACL tears, so that's scary. But, yeah, I mean, th- those are the type of home were, were you thinking of someone else? Or, but, like, those are the type of, like, medical home No, I, I, was, I was just, like, mentioning an archetype. But, yeah. I mean, let, let's just be honest here. Jaron ja- Jaren Jackson Jr. and Bull Bull from three at, at the big positions? Good Lord. Could, I mean, could John Morant ask for more spacing? <laughs> Probably not. Not Yeah, not realistically. And no. Now, because Conley's deal is off the books, I mean, he had an early termination option for 2020, so he, for all we know, he might have opted out anyway, and it might have been a non-issue. But because his deal is off the books, Memphis's cap sheet is remarkably clean after this mm-hmm. season. You know, once Chandler Parsons is off the books, they're going to have a lot of money to play with in 2020 and 2021. As they should. I mean, that's that because at that point, you presumably, like you alluded to uh, previously, you have a franchise point guard and a franchise power forwards, a franchise big. Right. And then you have a ton of money that you can try to figure out, like, do we want to go for a guy who's like win now? Maybe not. Do we overpay for a restricted guy? Potentially. Or do we spend a lot of money trying to figure out you know who you know paying our scouting staff to figure out who is an NBA player everyone else is missing that's mm-hmm. right there for the taking uh maybe we gamble on five or six you know somewhat young players still like there's just so many options for Memphis and you know how they are like they love to have guys in there who are you know fierce competitors who have this chip on their shoulders who have something to prove and i think it's essential that they kind of build the roster up between, you know, having the having the two clear cut guys in Jaron Jackson Jr. and John Moran, both of them are you know very very high lottery picks. Then I think it's crucial to kind of you know flank them with guys who just fight, like who's trying to make a living really, because we don't really want to see any type of situation like it's in Minnesota where you have two players who are somewhat entitled and kind of think, oh, you know, high draft pick, I'm supposed to be good, I'm supposed to be a star. Not saying that Moran or Jackson has. That, that, that mental makeup. But I think it's interesting that, you know, how a team is built up, you need to have those guys who are just, you know, dogs. I, I, and the reason I'm, I'm mentioning it is because, you know, Nick Nurse was on uh, Sack Lowe's podcast. And, you know, that, that Raptors team, like you have, I think it's Kawhi is like the, the, the highest draft pick mm-hmm. of that entire group at 15. So you just had these guys who were just, came in with no expectations upon themselves other than staying in the league, really, and they just kept that fight. So I think for Memphis, you know, who had that um, identity of being grit and grind, defensive-oriented, I think they need to get back to that to some extent Mm -hmm. while still having the star force of uh, Jackson Jr. and and Morant. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And I wonder if this puts Jonas Valanciunas in play this summer because when he opted out there was a report that he and Memphis were open to discussing a longer term deal maybe he doesn't you know he he turned down a 17.6 million dollar player option maybe he doesn't reach that AAV but probably he will just because (laughs) there's a lot of money to be thrown around this summer right but now you're signing on to a team with no Mike Conley you have, you know, Morant, Jackson, whoever they take at 23. The only other guy definitely under contract beyond this season is Kyle Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Now, I know Valanciunas is young, so Memphis might want to keep him around just so they have... Well, 27. Yeah, I mean, young, young in the sense that he's not like LeBron. <laughs> right, right, but... It- I mean, 27 is still, you know, there's going to be like a seven-year gap between him, him and Morant, which is right. somewhat significant. So, uh, I mean, I what you're basically saying is he has a decision to make. Like, he wants to, he, he, he has to make sure that if he re-signs, he's up for 
you know, a, a rebuilding process. Right. Or, like, he has to look somewhere else and, you know, go for someone who's maybe more inclined to winning now. Mm-hmm. Whoever that is, though. Yeah. I mean, we'll talk about Horford later because there are some interesting landing spots for him. But yeah. maybe Valanchunas, <laughs> the Lakers, <laughs> maybe they spent their oh. remaining cap space on Jonas Valanchunas. Well, I mean, I kind of believe that Davis is going to be their center with Kyle Kuzma still there, right? I don't know, man. Davis really does not... He Like, we have never heard any indication that he wants to play the five, and we've never... You know, LeBron is so adamant that he wants to be a three, even though he should be a four, which is presumably why, why they kept Kuzma. It wouldn't shock me if they do what the Sixers did, where LeBron is effectively point forward, and they just go supersize. Hmm. I think well, that's that what they thing. should do, frankly. I, I mean, I think it, it's a waste of... When you have a guy like LeBron or Ben Simmons, that gives you such a unique advantage that you could you know, you know, could trot out a rotation where you don't have a guy below 6'6", and that causes trouble for little guards. So I, I think when so, you have... So you're proposing Valanciunas, Davis, Kuzma at the three, LeBron at the two? <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. I don't, I don't care about the positions. Just throw out a bunch of big guys. It's it. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to, like, gauge it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's more who defends who defensively. But, right. you know, Valanchunas doesn't have to be the guy necessarily. Al Horford could be that guy. But I, if I'm the Lakers, that's the direction I would go, whether it's get, you know, a third max guy or build out your rotation with your remaining cap space. I would very much lean into a supersized identity. I think when you've got a, a LeBron or a Ben Simmons who's a point forward, you're wasting their potential if you have, mm. you know, you, you need shooters, of course, but, yeah. like, lean into being gigantic and playing tiny guards off the floor. <laughs> well, that could be interesting. Yeah. So, but by the way, just thinking about the trade with, with you know, the Mike Conley trade. Mm-hmm. So he was rumored to Utah for a while. The same with Davis, obviously, with the Lakers. Yep. It seems nowadays that there are very much, you know, smoke and fire, and and it, like fire where it smokes in terms of the trades that are right. being reported. Right. So I'm just thinking right now, what else is out there on the market right now? Because then we can might as well like do an emergency pot right now and just get ahead <laughs> of it. Uh, Beal to the Pelicans somehow. My, yeah, my, that's been floating around for a while, right? Yeah, well, I, I think they just want him, but the as Sam said, I don't know the the. Hopefully, the Wizards don't trade Bradley Beal without a permanent general manager. But yeah, we'll see. Um, the other one that I've seen floating the last few days is Jimmy Butler to the Rockets, even though they don't have cap space at all. Hmm. Yeah, we can't really do a, an emergency pot on that, can we? Nope. <laughs> no. No. All right. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles. Excludes in-store Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That That's probably a good way to transition into the Rockets, Mort, who <laughs> within an hour after we finished recording yesterday, yeah. Vincent yeah. Goodwill of Yahoo Sports drops a story with the headline, Sources, Chris Paul wants out as relationship with James Harden deemed, quote, unsalvageable. Yeah. Here is the lead. 
The delicate relationship between Houston Rockets stars James Harden and Chris Paul has been termed unsalvageable, and the star players want a divorce. Paul went to Rockets management and demanded the trade, and Harden issued a him-or-me edict following the Rockets' second-round loss to the Golden State Warriors. The two went nearly two months without speaking to each other during the season, creating a tenuous environment for teammates and everyone involved with the franchise. So... This isn't the first time we've heard rumblings of behind-the-scenes discord for the Rockets. Tim McMahon had a story the other day about it. I forget. I know at least one person on The Athletic had a story. Uh, I think it was Sam Amick, maybe, but I, I don't remember off the top of my head. But And we've heard rumblings as well. Right. So speaking to you, when, when there's smoke, there's fire thing. You know, Daryl Morey came out yesterday and denied that Chris Paul had requested a trade and Chris Paul came out and shot it down too. This is what the, you know, these guys of course are not going to come out publicly and say, yeah, actually we hate each other and this is completely unfixable. But the fact it's come out this many times at least suggests there is some frustration behind the scenes. It sounds like a lot of the conflict is James Harden is super ball dominant and, you know, runs just nothing but isolations which has been effective for them the past two seasons it's given them one of the most efficient offenses in nba history but chris paul would prefer a little more ball movement and getting guys involved because he doesn't want to just stand on the perimeter for 20 seconds watching james dribble and then jack up a step back three which frankly i don't blame him yeah uh (laughs) goodwill reported that there's no or one source told him there's no respect at all on either side between Harden and Paul. They need to get away from one another. Chris doesn't respect James's standing in the league, and James doesn't respect the work Chris has put into this point. Lovely. So, yeah. So, I mean, Chris Paul still has three years and $124 million <laughs> on his contract. I'm sorry. I will always laugh at that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So if we're going to talk about blowing up the Rockets and getting Chris Paul out of there, that's where we need to start because I I don't know which team is going to sign on to taking Chris Paul, even in just a straight salary dump. If it's just, please just take this contract off our hands. We don't need anything in return. Just, you know, free us from this mistake we made last year. I don't know what team agrees to that. I think you need to include sweeteners. And the, so... Are, if you're the Rockets, is it worth giving up future first round picks just to get out of that contract? I mean, it's never it's never worth giving up picks to get out of contracts. Generally, I want to say yeah. because then that means you made a mistake. Right. That's and then you're you're paying like you're you're basically doubling down when you do that on your mistake. Mm-hmm. You're just compounding it. But if you want to drop Chris Paul, I think the only way you look at it is what deal is out there that's worse but maybe has some type of up, uh, upside. Is it John Wall? Oof, I don't know. Oof, oof. Wiggins! Wiggins? <laughs> no, I mean... I don't know. I, I mean, I, let's, let's put it this way, though. With Wiggins, right? Would he complain? I mean, he, he can't really... Like, he's, he's so bad right now, he really can't complain about anything, can right, he? Right, right. I would hope not. Like I he's mean, Canadian, so and he's nice. He'd be he'd just be standing on the perimeter clapping at James when he finishes like averaging forty one for the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, um, good, good job, eh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I really, I don't know. I don't know that there's a workable Chris Paul trade out there. No. And what's wild is, with the Warriors so beaten down, that was their one roadblock over the last two years. If they just. Yeah. You know, I think they need to have a meeting of the minds between Harden, D'Antoni, and Paul. And they just need to get all of this stuff out in the open, on the table. They need to right. come to a consensus on, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't isolate all the time. Like, maybe passing occasionally is okay. Because if we just if we just settle our differences, we're right there. We could mm-hmm. very feasibly be the favorites of the West coming into next season. Yeah, but he's going to Phoenix, though. 
Like, can we, we? The other one was like just us having a good time. But can we agree that Tyler Johnson and T.J. Warren oh, are God. gonna go <laughs> to Houston? That would be such a tragic move for Phoenix. It's Phoenix, I, man. I wouldn't hate it from the Rockets' perspective. Of course not. That's a good deal for him. But I'm yeah. just saying. I mean, Phoenix, you know, is desperate for a point guard. Right. Absolutely desperate. They're hungering for a point guard. And we know how they feel about stars. They are, again, desperate for one, even though he might be a little bit older. And they'll definitely, you know, use it as an argument for, oh, he's going to be a great mentor for Devin Booger and for DeAndre Ayton. Oh, he'll accelerate Ayton's development by getting him a lot of easy looks at the basket, which isn't necessarily wrong, <laughs> right. by the way. I mean, right. there are definitely benefits to it. Um, but I don't I I have this feeling that he's going to end up in Phoenix. Oh, that wouldn't surprise me. It would just be terrible. No. I I mean, maybe yeah. that the Knicks if they're I mean, it, have, have we not have we not scorched New York's ground enough? I'm trying to. I mean, I think you could probably. I think you would have to include Frankie Smokes and Dennis Smith Jr. to make the math work and still have enough cap room for Kevin Durant. But I think. Welcome back to Texas, Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah, no, that would do it. That that would create enough space. Ew, ew. Oh, that, that's yeah. definitely that. That's an option when the Knicks strike out on everyone else. No, I mean I. I really don't know if there is a that that's the problem for the Rockets is maybe you do find a team dumb enough to take on that contract, but right. it's not going to make you better, most likely. I mean, if that Suns trade happened, that would be as close as you could possibly get. But I, I think it would just be a pure salary dump at some point, or you're giving up assets to get out of him. So if your goal is to capitalize on James Harden's window, you know, his prime, which is right now, then you you really, this shouldn't be hard. It should really just be get these two guys to settle their differences and maybe compromise right. a little more on the offense. So I have a <clears throat> a pretty crazy thought. Okay. You, you know how Daryl Morey is a wizard? And he'll do unexpected things out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily saying this ha- this happens whatsoever, but Harden, trade Harden. I I don't think it's out of the question. I yeah. think I think he's available. Well, I wouldn't I, be surprised if he plays somewhere else this season. Like, if there's reported, a time to cash in, it's now, right? Yeah, I mean, Woj reported. It was I think at the end of last month where he was right. saying, you know, everyone. He's shopping everyone. Harden is very unlikely to be moved just based on the caliber of return you would expect. It's more likely that Paul or especially Clint Capella is up Mm. for grabs. But, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't totally shock me. I'm sure he's at least gauging the price of what teams would be willing to give up to get James Harden. Yeah. And I think he should. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I, I mean, what what would that deal be? It, I mean, it would have to be even more than what the Lakers just gave up for Anthony Davis, probably. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Right? I mean, just because he's under yeah. contract for the rest of his prime, like you, yeah. there's no flight risk whatsoever. You know he is capable of carrying a team on his own. He's just fresh off winning the MVP. He's either going to win this year or be his second place. Yeah, and he averaged 36 points a game. <laughs> right, right, exactly. There's that small little detail. Yeah, tiny, <laughs> he, tiny detail. He can effectively <laughs> you know, be solely responsible for, for 35% of a team's <laughs> entire offense. Right, yeah. Yeah, I think it would have to be your yeah. entire horde of young players plus a bunch of future picks. Like, if hmm. we talk about Who? Boston, it would be like Tatum, Brown, the Memphis yeah. pick and every who just got a up. treasure trove of draft picks and are looking to to get a star. Hmm. Oh no! Don't don't ruin Zion <laughs> like that. I don't, I don't want to see Zion just floating on the perimeter. Let him actually be fun. The Grizzlies are gonna, or the the Pelicans are going to be too fun for a league pass team. Don't no. Don't make but, Harden on there. But let's just let's then let's wrap up like the 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 
the Rockets part of this. Yeah. As so, because of of course it's either or. Like if if it's true, if the report is true about you know James Harden saying it's me or him. Yeah. That you have to take that seriously. Yeah. Um. So if it ends up proving that that you can't trade Chris Paul, but you can't obviously trade James Harden, and you find a package out there, like what do you go for? Do you want to try to win now still? No. Like do you t- no right? Like no. then you just swallow the remaining three years of Chris Paul. Yeah, and then yeah. just kind of rebuild, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely would not. I would not make it like uh, what Kawhi and the Spurs in that trade last year. I wouldn't prioritize. We need an All Star player right now. We need Demar Derozan. Absolutely not. You need what similar to what the Pelicans just got. Yeah. And you know what that tells me? That tells me that he would have to be moved right near a draft where mm-hmm. you know teams know what they're getting in return of high, like a high draft pick, but not this year necessarily, I think. Right. I don't think that makes sense. Like You, 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 you couldn't even create a trade with New York yeah. surrounding number three right. and you know Mitchell Robinson and whatnot. It, it's just not enough. Yeah. Trade him in 2020 when LaMelo Ball is the number one overall pick. <laughs> Gonna fire these wow. jokes all year, man. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I know. You, you're always you, when around draft time, you're always acting irrationally. I think you have this Markel Foles PTSD from two years ago. Right, right. I'm that just triggers. In. So plugged into the draft. <laughs> Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the. Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Your family is special. That's why Pathways Financial Credit Union offers many mortgage options to help you buy that special home or refinance your current home. Pathways offers some of the best rates and lowest fees you'll find anywhere in the country. As the fastest growing credit union in Ohio over the last 10 years, you know you can trust our mortgage professionals to do what's best for you. Visit one of our convenient locations or check us out at pathwayscu.com. Offer of credit is subject to credit approval pathways is an equal opportunity lender and is federally insured by the ncua all right we're, let's wrap up from the hate horford. to see yeah the hate to see it yeah. department al horford um yeah. so yesterday we we recorded a pod early in the afternoon horford had opted out at the time mm-hmm. but Woj had said you know it, it was expected he's going to renegotiate a long-term deal with the celtics no cause for alarm Steve Bulpit of the Boston Herald later that night said, actually, there is cause for alarm. <laughs> Talks have broken down. They were negotiating a three-year deal. Talks have broken down, and he is now fully expected to sign a four-year deal elsewhere this summer. Woj added there was too great of a gulf between what the Celtics are offering and what Horford wants. They aren't expected to restart talks again. Horford is entering free agency with the full expectation that his three-year Celtics career has ended. Really, really hate to see it. Um, Mark Murphy of the Boston Herald said the Celtics believe Horford already has a good idea of where he's going. And then Mark Stein late last night said rival front offices think he already knows there's a four-year contract worth in excess of $100 million waiting out there for him on June 30th. Wolf. Yeah, I like Al, but woof. So, um, where do you think that that it? I just like that was what I I, I got off of work at one a.m. last night. And what is immediately like? I need to recklessly speculate about which team is willing to offer him a hundred million dollars. And I have a couple ideas, but I'm wondering where you think that might be. New York. Oh God, <laughs> that was that was not one of the ones I listed. No, I think I think. New York is at that stage now where they've messed up so many years, yeah. like God of the big star, and now they're kind of getting warm to this idea of, oh, oh, maybe stats doesn't necessarily mean success. Mm. Oh, Al, that L Al Horford guy that we've seen a couple times on TV, 
Mm-hmm. Like all the announcers seem to like him. All the fans on Twitter seem to like him. They say he's smart. Maybe that's that. Should we? Is I know that's not the Knicks' style, but I mean, should we go after smart instead? Like mm. just basketball smarts? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, um, but but who else is out there in terms of like teams with proper money to spend? So Sacramento jumped to mind immediately because Harry Barnes opted out. Right. So if they waive all of their non-guaranteed salaries and renounce the rights to their free agents, which includes Barnes and Willie Cauley-Stein, yeah. they could carve out up to $62.6 million in cap space this summer. Um, Heald is eligible for an extension this summer. De'Aaron Fox is up for one in 2020. So the next two summers are basically their big chance to sign someone like Horford. It's But, but does that align, though? Right. So like that... Yeah, that's yeah. the tough sell, is that their ages very much do not align, and the Kings haven't made the playoffs in 13 years. So yeah. for Horford, who's 33 and presumably wants to win right now, that may not be the best option, but you know they, they could, in theory, want him to kind of professionalize their organization, like bring him in as the locker room leader to teach mm-hmm. the young guys, you know, this is what it means to go deep in the playoffs. This is what you need to do to prepare your bodies and prepare your minds. And this is how you handle yourself on a day-to-day basis. And, right. And they could, I mean, in theory, you sign, re-sign Barnes at 20 million or so. They still have 40 million in cap space. So they could give Horford, you know, slightly less than 25, still have 15 million. And you've got Barnes, Horford, Fox, Heald, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Marvin Bagley, Harry Giles. The West is suddenly wide open. I don't totally hate this idea. I think there are better options out there, but it wouldn't... I mean, A, it just feels like such a Kings thing to do, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't hate it this year. Mm -hmm. It's the remaining three years I might have an issue with. Yeah. Yeah. It. It could age very poorly, but Horford's game is not predicated on athleticism. I no, think he is no, of course age. not. But he is going to decline. Yeah. I mean, he's not. I mean, I, I love Al Horford, and the thing about Horford is he only gets smarter, mm-hmm. so that absolutely counts, and that that carries weight. Yeah. But I mean, you you still want someone long term to fit with De'Aaron Fox specifically because De'Aaron Fox is a stud. Yeah. Like that's the one guy. You don't want to, you don't want to misuse the opportunity of maximizing potential around him, because mm-hmm. he's one of those guys who are eventually going to be, you know, a superstar, a downright superstar. And you don't want to to be that team that go that that it listens to, votes report. Well, De'Aaron Fox has tr- demanded a trade right. Right before his yeah, his free agency. Um, so. I think it's crucial that they get it right, but I like you said, Kanks, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah, so I think that's that's a possibility. The Dallas Mavericks also jumped to mind. Um, also know, not on the same age yep. wise here. Yeah, I know that's that's the concern, but they could have up to thirty million in cap space if they they're going to resign Porzingis, but they can keep mm-hmm. his he has a seventeen point one million dollar cap hold, so you'll keep that on the books spend your money and then re you know use your rights to go over the cap to re-sign him i think the mavs just might have a little more win now urgency than a typical team would with you know two cornerstones under the age of 25 since the Doncic and porzingis trades cost them their 2019 2021 and 2023 first round picks already so they're not going to be able to use the draft as well as a typical rebuilding team can just because they only have two picks over the next five years, um, and again, right, and Dantich is like in terms of playing style is closer to twenty seven than he is nineteen. <laughs> right, yeah, he's he's ready to go right now. Yeah, and I think Porzingis. Yeah. I mean, last time we saw him healthy, he was an all star. So yeah, you could really talk yourselves into the Mavericks taking a big step forward if they add that third critical piece. I think. Horford would be a phenomenal on-court fit with both of those guys. Um, you know, great passer, great shooters, got the three-point range, so he and Doncic could be lethal in pick-and-rolls and pick-and-pops. Uh, yeah. They could use him as an offensive hub at the at, at, outside of the high post. Um, yeah. And just make 
Chris Tops the primary scorer, actually, because mm-hmm. he doesn't have the same passing vision as Doncic and Horford. So Doncic and Horford would primarily just kind of quarterback the entire offense. Yep. Huh. It, it would be it. fun. They would rate. They would jump my league pass rankings even higher than they're going to already. Yeah. I. I oh yeah. No, for sure. I mean, and just to clarify, I'm not hating on Al at all. He's right. fantastic. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, the age thing is a legit concern for both of those teams. I, I think that's probably the biggest obstacle. Plus, again, like the Mavericks didn't make the playoffs either, and they haven't for the last three years. If you're talking to a 33 year old Al Horford who's coming off. The Eastern Conference Finals two years ago and a second round appearance this year, or this past year, he's going to want, he's not going to sign on to a team that doesn't have a very good shot at making the playoffs, I would hope. So Agreed. By the way, do I get, you know, full credit now instead of partial credit? For what? I brought this up, like, the Hal Horford situation. I brought this oh. up over a month ago. Yeah. I, I, there was just no reporting suggesting he was actually considering leaving, but it makes brings a true smile to my face that he is um another the other teams that jump to mind are the lakers regardless of whether they can negotiate the timing of the trade even if they're only left at 23.7 million that's still just enough to squeeze a four-year hundred million dollar deal for horford whether that's the best <laughs> use of their cap space we could argue well say no that that's not it i'm just thinking about all the twitter takes that would be like, oh, the best big man acquisition was Al Horford. Yeah. <laughs> like, you'll have Galaxy Brain Twitter going crazy. <laughs> yeah, I just want the reaction from Celtics Twitter when their beloved big man goes to the Lakers. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think they're kind of... I I, th- I actually think that the, the Celtics fans' reactions to, uh, to Horford were kind of okay. It didn't seem as bad. I know seemed, that you have a, no, a yeah, hold a grudge. Like- they were just kind of broken by now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this. Re- remember when I, it's just a year ago, we were looking at Boston. This is, I mean, I had them packed for the championship, for I crying know. out loud. I know. I did too. I it's mean, wild. what a breakdown. It's truly we, wild. Why haven't we really, we, we should have dedicated 45 minutes to the Celtics. Just well, them. And... Let's let's hit two more Horford things, and then we can wrap All up right. on the Celtics, because I agree. Nice. Um, Brooklyn Nets, if he doesn't hate Kyrie. He could just follow <laughs> Kyrie to Brooklyn, and I think that, like, that could be a really good team. You have Kyrie, Horford, Didwitty, Levert, Jared Allen, Joe Harris, Torian Prince, still have the room mid level. Oh, for sure. Great, like for sure. That's a strong, strong playoff team. Easily top four in the East. Could talk me into being even higher than that. And yep. then the Clippers, if if Kawhi go, goes there, I mean. They, they don't even have to... They could keep everyone, basically. Still have $53 million in salary cap space. They could sign right. Leonard to the, four, the full $140.6 million max and still have $20 million, $21 million left over for Horford plus the room mid-level. And now you've got, you know, Kawhi, Horford, Gilgis Alexander, Shamit, Gallinari, right. Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell. That's a title contender. It is, but at the same time, I kind of feel that one of the teams that are gonna, you know, strike out. I mean, we we I love the the Clippers. We've we have been so high on the Clippers mm-hmm. for the past few months and yeah. talked them up and all that. But I mean, could they have had a worse entry into free agency with Kawhi winning the Just, championship? Yeah. yeah, that that is the the issue, it, but. I really do think Kawhi is going to hesitate to sign a long-term deal in Toronto just because of the uncertainty we talked about in the by Yeah, sure, there. but that doesn't help the Clippers now. I mean, well, Kawhi could sign a one plus one, and then yeah, he he could, but like he also just watched Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson suffer career-altering injuries, and he's got the quad issue going on. He might want the long-term security now, which can also get in Toronto. Yeah, but. Does he want to sign? I, I know, I know, but I'm just saying when you yeah. win a championship and, and that group, they seem cohesive yeah. and they seem to care about each other. I don't know. I'm My point is this. I am scared as hell if I'm the Clippers right now. Yeah. No, I agree. 
I agree. And if Kawhi doesn't go there, I don't think you, you you're not in the market for Horford. This is literally only if right. Kawhi goes there, then Horford yeah. makes a ton of sense. Because remember, the idea with the Clippers were like Kyrie and Kawhi, or Kyrie and KD, or maybe even KD and uh, Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Now KD is kind of out of the picture in that sense, at least, you right. know, I, I mean, some team might throw big major money at him. I would hesitate to yeah. do that personally. Yeah. And if Kawhi stays, and even if the secondary stars like Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris stay with Philly, and <laughs> Kawhi goes to Brooklyn, then the Clippers are going to be like, oh, uh, hi, JJ Redick. <laughs> Want right. to come back? Right, right. <laughs> I mean, what, what else is out there, really? Like, Chris Middleton is probably going to get maxed. Yeah, no, I think there was a, I forget where I saw the report, but someone said if they don't get Kawhi, they're not going to blow their, they're not going to nix it up and blow yeah. their cap space on Nick Vucevic or whatever. They're just gonna, Nor should they. And, no. and they'll even get more money to play with because the Bulls are definitely signing Patrick Beverly. Like it's, right. He's been telegraphing that for a month now, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yep. Yep, totally agree. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. So more, let's wrap up then with the Boston Celtics because as much as I'm trolling, and I, I mean I'm enjoying the hell out of you know if they did get Anthony Davis, Kyrie is all but certain to leave. Horford, they there's still time. Things could change. There's you know it's two weeks right, before right, this right. even starts, but just based on the most recent reporting, it seems like he is also on his way out. Correct. So, you know, as you said, last year it looked like they were poised to rule the East for the next five years. This is, yet again, another reminder of how quickly things change in the NBA. With all that said, the Boston Celtics are still in fine shape long term. They still have Mm -hmm. Tatum. They still have Brown. They still have Marcus Smart. They have that stupid leprechaun who's now going to be starting for them, which annoys me even more. They could have thirty million in cap space if you would summer. love Aaron Baines if he was on your team, though. <laughs> I know, I totally would, but because he's a Celtic, I detest him. <laughs> um, but yeah, they could have thirty million in cap space this summer if Kyrie and and uh, Al Horford leave. They're fine. Like they they they're gonna take a step back next year, most right. likely. Just losing that much talent hurts. But Hayward's gonna be another year removed from the ankle injury. Hopefully, he resembles closer to the form they thought they were getting in 2017 they i mean they could have just a very cool positionless starting five of smart tatum brown hayward stupid leprechaun they still have I, yeah you know they, they still got ojale off the bench they still have time lord they still have yabusele they have the three first round picks this year they have the memphis pick uh that just became significantly more valuable now that Mike Conley is not there. You got to figure the Memphis yeah, Grizzlies yeah. are going to be pretty bad next year. They're, they're in good shape. I'm not. I'm going to troll, but I'm rightfully still concerned about them coming back in a couple of years and and really making a surge back up the Eastern Conference standings. But it's not just the, the loss of Kyrie and Horford, though. It's more than that. We kind of thought that Terry Rozier would be a thing yeah he's not yeah i mean i I, i'm sorry i and i get that i i get that there are two versions of him and the 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 version we saw this year might not be the most accurate portrayal of who he is as a player Mm -hmm. but if you struggle that mightily you're you're not going to be a star i mean at this age like the the odds of him turning that around and becoming like a 
superbly gifted starting point guard for the remainder of his career. Like, those are ultra slim, like uh, minuscule even. And then you had probably the best career, best year of Marcus Morris's career. I don't necessarily believe he'll duplicate that. I think yeah. that w- this was his peak year. So if you pay him on the premise of his peak year, and he goes down and like returns to form, or he just like the efficiency goes down, like the volume goes down, but you're paying him for peak performance, then that's gonna look pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So there are definitely more issues than just losing Kyrie and yeah. Horford. Like there are some things there that they need to be figured out. I don't think this treasure trove that they had is as appealing anymore. Uh, and by the way, I'm saying this as a Jason Tatum believer. Mm-hmm. I do not think he had a good year, nope. but I don't think at all that's representative of who he is. Yeah. I think he'll bounce back. Yeah. Now, if he has another year like this, then I'm going to be worried. Then I'm going to be very worried. But what are the odds of that? Because yeah. he clashed with Kyrie. Right. He didn't really uh, you know, figure out his role in the hierarchy. And then there was also... Jalen Brown trying to, you know, he, he pushed pushed on late and, you know, started getting a little bit more with it. So I think it's it's crucial that those two guys kind of figure it out. And maybe this is kind of the best situation for them. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be a Kyrie. The offense can't flow through Horford anymore. So you're kind of forced to actually make decisions with the ball at a higher rate. Yeah. Like yeah. you can't you can't trust Terry Rozier to run your offense. <laughs> no. You don't really know what you're getting. Gordon Hayward, like he looked better. As the season went on, but I mean, I think it's fair to say that there is a risk that the old Gordon Hayward won't ever return. Right. Yeah. And that is what it is. What he did was still remarkable at times. But now it's definitely uh, the year of Tatum and Brown. Right. I mean, the ball should be going through their hands 85% of the time now. Oh, for sure. I mean, this is their team now. And you have to rebuild accordingly like i would not if if they do create this 30 million in space i would not go blow it on a max star i would just go after hey Derek gross you cool <laughs> hey isaiah thomas come back yeah <laughs> it was all a prank it's all a prank <laughs> Here's I your prank truck sorry it's yeah. late we got we didn't know where your address was we got lost you must have moved yeah, <laughs> yeah i mean to your point about the their you know treasure trove of assets, you're right. They after this year they have the Memphis pick, they have a top fifty five protected second round pick from Atlanta that is not going to convey. That's it. Those are the only yeah. non you know non non picks they have. So it is kind of wild that after all of the you know the brouhaha about wow they you know they ripped off the Nets so hard they're going to be set up for the next decade now. They this kind of forced their hand. They yep. they you know they were towing the line between compete now or compete later. We have Hayward, Irving, Horford compete now. We have Tatum, Brown, Smart compete later. Can we combine the two timelines? Now it looks like they are going to just have to take the step back that you know they they were kind of expected to do when they started getting these young guys, and they'll be fine in the long run, but. It just, it really, to me, it it speaks to the importance of you can't always see, like, these things don't go linearly. You can't project, you know, it was was similar to the OKC Thunder in the early 2010s, where it's like, oh my god, they have Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Serge Ibaka, they're going to be NBA finalists for the next decade. They make one finals, and they haven't been back since. Yeah. And, you know, the Celtics are the same way. They were a game away from the NBA Finals two years ago, and now they'll probably be a playoff team next year, but I don't think they're a threat to get out of the first round. No, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. So yeah. it's it's just, it, you know, coming from it, or coming at it from a Sixers perspective, this is yet another run it back. Like, you don't know when your window is going to close, but it's wide open right now, so take advantage. We just, like, Toronto is the perfect example. Sometimes windows crack open for just one year, and you either take advantage or you don't. But if you don't, no. you may grow to really regret it because your, your window could slam shut much more quickly than you expect. So who do you sign with the $30 million? 
I would wait. I would just wait to see. I I think you the worst deals in free agency are the the type of you know Langston Galloway from two yeah. years ago where the Pistons signed him <laughs> with their non taxpayer mid level on the first day of free agency hard cap themselves. Just don't go after that middle tier. See how the market shakes out. There's always discounts. Like Brook Lopez got the freaking biannual exception last year. Mm-hmm. Ed Davis, Seth Curry, those types of guys are always going to be out there. Now, especially with Horford, he's going to take up twenty plus million of cap space somewhere, which is twenty million less to distribute across the rest of the free agent class. And yep. that was not expected to be the case a couple weeks ago. So. Yeah, I would sit out. I would not, you know, Dwayne Dedman, Danny Green, Pat Beverly, those types of guys. Mm-mm. Stay away. Yep. See see what happens. Maybe bid up a restricted free agent if you're feeling frisky. <laughs> yeah. It'd be funny if uh, the Nets do get Kyrie and another star free agent, rescind D'Angelo Russell, and then he goes to Boston instead. That would be... Uh, Boston fans are all in on uh, on Russell, which is I interesting. I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like a Jeremy Lamb, maybe if he flies under the radar, I'm okay with that. Yeah. But yeah, no, I would not go after a, a Mario Hisonia. I think could be interesting. Yeah, sure. It's unrestricted and he's still young. Like that's one of those affordable gambles that you can allow yourself to take. Yeah, I, I would like that. It's just yeah, mm-hmm. I would not go after that first wave of guys who are inevitably you know in the ten to fifteen million dollar range. JJ Redick, no, there is no point. Don't go after old yeah, guys. No, 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 no. Agreed. All right, Mort. So that's a good place to wrap up. We will be back later this week for real this time (laughs) with an NBA draft review, winners, losers, all that good stuff. Until then, please follow us on Twitter at the NBA pod. You can find our Twitter handles in our bio. So give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes and wherever else podcasts are found on iTunes. Please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. We'd love any feedback. And we're now being hosted on Spreaker. So check them out on Twitter at Spreaker. Until next time, I'm Brian Toporek, and I was joined, as always, by Morton Jensen. Have a good one, Mort. You too, Brian. I, I look forward to having another uh, emergency <laughs> podcast with you in about 35 minutes because yeah. this is the NBA offseason. Yeah. yeah, let's hope not. Just to, Unless there's a major <laughs> blockbuster, we're saving it until Friday. Yeah, I, look, I'm, I'm actually hitting the hay in about two hours, so... NBA teams, if you need to get something done, do it now. Like, right now. Yeah. <laughs> yep. If not, I'm just going to wait for Friday. Perfect. All right. Catch you later, man. You too, man. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Old moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.